When God's will for your life includes going through something really difficult, how do you deal with it? How do I deal with it? When God asks me to do something, when God asks you to do something that doesn't fit in the nice little organized box that we prefer to have be our lives, when God is calling us to something difficult or when our life includes a hardship, a strain, a difficulty, how do we respond? Me, I, I, not always very well, at least not as consistently well as I would like. This morning, uh, first we're going to look in Genesis chapter 22. And so I'll, I'll have you turn there in just a moment. But let me just say that we're going to start in Genesis chapter 22 this morning. And we're going to um, look to the life of Abraham again. We spoke of Abraham last Sunday. And, and today we want to do this as well. God was preparing to work in and through Abraham. And, and as God wanted to prepare Abraham, and as God wanted to work through his life, God wanted to know if Abraham trusted God completely. And so we come to Genesis chapter 22, and it's really important that you would, I'm going to ask you to read this, to pause the video in just a moment, not quite yet, but in a moment, pause the video and read some verses in Genesis 22. It's important that you have this as background uh, before I continue this morning. Now, this can be a difficult story. This is the story of Abraham being asked to sacrifice his son, Isaac. And so we want you to read this together, where, wherever you are, whoever you're gathered with, maybe take turns, who's reading. Um, we're going to read Genesis chapter 22, 1 through 19 together. So in a moment, pause the video and read that together. This, again, can be a difficult story. So if, if kids are around, parents, you'll want to use discretion. Read it from a, a children's version. Uh, in fact, a little later this morning, I'm going to read just a, a paragraph or two from the Jesus Storybook Bible. This has been uh, a great one in our family that we loved as our kids grew up. I'm going to read a little bit later from that, but if you have something around like this, you may want to read the story of Abraham and Isaac's um, journey up Mount Moriah uh, from that. So go ahead and pause and read Genesis 22, 1 through 19 together. Okay. Difficult story, right? Hard to imagine. We often want to put ourselves, I often encourage us to put ourselves in the shoes of, of the people we're studying, put ourselves in the story of the Bible that we're studying, um, and, and really ask God to speak to us in a different way. This is, this is difficult. Abraham being asked to sacrifice his son. Brutal. Put, put yourself in that place. Imagine, parents, can we even imagine what that would be like? For me, I'm thinking, how would I respond to God's request? No way. No way I'm doing that. I'd want to argue with God. Perhaps I'd want to explain to God how my life ought to proceed, what I think things ought to look like. And then as I'm going through this difficult time, you know, perhaps there'd be complaining. How about you? And, and I know as I follow God, as I have been following God in my life. There are times when, when, when by the grace of God, I have, I have strength to trust him and to go through those difficult times 
with his care. But there's dark moments for me too where it's difficult to trust and where I, I tend toward despair. What was Abraham going through? How, when, when God made this request of Abraham, was that hard to hear? Was it, was it hard for Abraham to understand why would God want to do that? Did Abraham look for a way out? Hey, I got to get out of this. What's, there's got to be a different way. Let's open your Bibles. If you haven't already, well, you did. You already read in Genesis 22. Uh, now let's turn uh, to Hebrews chapter 11. And in a moment, we'll start at verse 17. Turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11, uh, verse 17. We have been in a series of messages called By Faith. And this series, uh, we are teaching our way through Hebrews chapter 11. And Hebrews chapter 11 is full of examples of God's people who are living by faith, whose lives trust in God in such a way that it impacts what they do and say, that, that, that they have such a confidence in God that it results in, in lives lived for his glory. So we're going to continue our by faith series this morning, Hebrews chapter 11, Let's start reading at verse 17. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received Abraham, who had received the promises of God, he was in the act of offering up his only son. So, so when God makes this difficult request of Abraham, what is Abraham's response? We just read in verse 17, he offered up Isaac. He was in the act of making his son a sacrifice. Abraham's faith resulted, Abraham's faith was a confidence in God so much that he could willingly obey. You know, we've talked about this definition of faith, that faith is, is confidence that results in action, that we have such a confident trust in our great God that we know he is who he says he is, that he'll do what he says he's going to do, that we, that we have so much confidence in that, that we are able to live lives according to his purposes, according to his commands, and for his glory. So Abraham, believing that God would do what he said he would. We saw there in verse 17, Abraham, who had received God's promises, who knew what God had promised to him, he responded in obedience. And it's incredible to me, not only does he respond in obedience, offering up his son as a sacrifice, but even leading up to that in the story, right? There was other indicators. I hope you noticed them as you read. There was other indicators of Abraham's faith. When Abraham and Isaac left the, the, the few people they were traveling with at the base of the mountain, when A Abraham and Isaac left those people behind to go up the mountain, Abraham said to them, I and the boy, this is Genesis uh, 22.5, I and the boy will go over there and worship and come back to you. Abraham knows what God has asked him to do and yet says, the boy and I will be back. The faith in that, that God will provide, that God has a plan. And then Isaac, 
Abraham's son Isaac himself, as they're journeying up the mountain, says, well, hey, you know, we've got stuff to make a fire. We've got stuff to do the sacrifice, except where's the sacrificial animal? And, and Abraham's response is this. God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. God will provide. Now, does Abraham know that that's going to be Isaac and he still trusts? Or does he know that God has something else up his sleeve? I don't know exactly. But either way, this is a demonstration of Abraham's faith. So not only does Abraham trust God through these difficult circumstances that we might try to relate to, especially if you're a parent, we, we think, man, imagine the pain. Imagine what, what uh, inner turmoil Abraham would have been going through as he needed to follow through on, this, on God's request. Not only does he obey through all of that, but let's continue. Verse 17, you know, in, after verse 17, Abraham was in the act of offering up his only son. Now verse 18, whom, of whom it was said through Isaac, shall your offspring be named. Now see, wait. God had promised that Abraham would be the father of a nation, that he would be the father of many, that his descendants would be more than the grains of sand and the stars in the sky. How, how, how can this be then? If Abraham is supposed to be the father of a nation, how can God fulfill that promise if Isaac is dead? How was Abraham able then to proceed in obedience to God, how was Abraham able to go forward with this plan, even in the midst of this inner turmoil and, and questions, and as a, as a father, wondering how this promise would be fulfilled? Well, let's continue. Verse 19, I think, tells us how Abraham was able to continue. Verse 19, Abraham considered that God was able even to raise Isaac from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, Abraham did receive Isaac back. Think about what happens there. As I studied this week, one of the uh, scholars, commentators I read about this passage says this, that Abraham held on to the truth of God's promise, believing that even if Isaac needed to be sacrificed, then God would raise him from the dead. Abraham's faith was a confidence in God such that he could cling to God's promise of, of him being the father of a nation. Abraham could cling to that promise and cling to God even if it meant sacrificing Isaac. He knew there must be a way through that God must have a way of accomplishing and fulfilling his promise. So, so so verse 19 tells us that Abraham figured, well, if Isaac needs to be sacrificed, then God will bring him back from the dead. And sure enough, that's not, that's not what needed to happen. That's not what you read the rest of the story. But Abraham did receive Isaac back. And in, in receiving Isaac back, let's, let's take that. Let's be encouraged by that as an indicator that of God's unfailing provision for us, even in a moment of our desperate need. Abraham would have been desperate for God's provision. How am I gonna make it through this, sacrificing my only son? We experience difficulties and pains and, and, and hardships in life, and we need to know of God's unfailing provision 
him being there for us, him seeing us through, even when we are facing desperate times and when we feel we are in desperate need. Again, let's put ourselves in, in this story and allow God to teach us in a different way. Again, what would we do? What do we do when we find ourselves facing hardship, pain, suffering, when, when our lives include God asking us to walk through something we can't even imagine? How do we respond? Sometimes I don't want anything to do with it. Sometimes I see what God may have in store or I begin to experience that hardship and, and I don't want anything to do with it. I want to shove it aside. I want to tell God no. How about you? Do we look for a way out? Do we look for a way around? Or, as this incredible verse from the Bible urges us, or, by God's grace, with God's help, James 1, verse 2, do we count it all joy when we meet trials of various kinds? Because we know that the testing of our faith produces steadfastness. See, God is shaping our faith for the long haul. The circumstances of your life are, are not accidental. There is no coincidence. There is God incidence. There is ways in which God is at work. Everything that, that occurs in our lives is either uh, uh, directed by God or allowed by God. Nothing happens by accident. Everything in our lives, even the difficult things, have come across God's desk, so to speak. And he is aware of it. And he urges us here in James to count it all joy when we endure trials because it's producing an enduring faith in us. God is shaping our faith for the long haul. Because there is a... There is, um, there, there is a past, present, and future aspects of our salvation. Follower of Jesus, you have been saved, past tense. Through Jesus, his death and resurrection, you have been made right with a holy and perfect God. You have been put back in relationship with God. You have been rescued from sin and death. You have been saved, past tense. You that have faith in Jesus Christ. And... Our salvation has a present tense, that we are being saved, that God is transforming us from the inside out, that he is at work in our lives through our circumstances for his good purposes to change us from the inside out and make us into new people. And there is a future tense, a future aspect of our salvation. We will be saved. We, that transformation into the likeness of Christ will be complete when we see Jesus, when he returns, when we look him in the eyes. And so, my prayer this morning, as we study God's word, is that, is that we, that God would develop in us a faith that is a confidence such that it results in action. What, what might that action look like? When faith is tested, let's ask God to help us have these two things be true. When our faith is tested, first, Let's, let's ask God that our faith would result in the action of believing his word, believing what he says, believing what he has given us to study in the Bible. Abraham believed God. And, and, and so that we look to his example and we ask ourselves, do we 
trust and follow what God says. When the Bible has so much to speak to us about Jesus and about how to be saved and about the reality of judgment in the future, um, when the Bible has so much to say about our lives lived to the glory of God, what we do with our uh, material possessions, how we are to live lives of sexual purity, when the, when the Bible has so much to say, when God's word is clearly given to us, do we receive it? Do we hear it? Do we believe it? Do we follow it? When our faith is tested, Church family, believe God's word. And like Abraham, when faith is tested, let's rejoice in God's power. Abraham had an awareness of God's creative power, of God's creativity, that even though this request that God was making of Abraham was difficult, and Abraham wouldn't have wanted this for Isaac, and he wanted, Abraham wouldn't have wanted to go through it, Abraham had an awareness. He was able to rejoice in God's power, knowing that God can creatively bring about a solution, provide a sacrifice, uh, make a way. And so we can too, when our faith is tested, believe God's word and rejoice in God's power to make a way through, to, for, for us to rest and know that God when we think things are impossible, God has a way of making things possible. And as we come through these difficulties, as we endure trials, walking with God, James 1.12 encourages us with this, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Abraham remained steadfast under trial. He proceeded forward in faith. Abraham stood the test. And now we know that Abraham has received the crown of life. And, and, and we know that God wants us to know of Abraham's example because here we find these mentions of Abraham in Hebrews chapter 11. We are studying our way through Hebrews chapter 11 Sometimes we even refer to Hebrews 11 as the hall of faith, kind of a hall of fame of God's people who lived lives by faith. And so the, these biblical heroes, Abraham certainly is our example today, these biblical heroes believed God. And that urges us to believe God in our lives as well. So yes, Hebrews 11 is the hall of faith. It is examples of heroes of the faith. But as we've said a couple of times, I want us to remember this. These are ordinary human people as well. These are not examples that we could never match up to. These are not larger than life, uh, superhuman, super spiritual people. These are, are ordinary human people strengthened by God. And you and I, as we follow Jesus, have an opportunity to live lives of ordinary human people, but empowered by God himself through the Holy Spirit. So yes, these are heroes of the faith. But one thing I like to remind us of frequently when we study the Bible is that ultimately, these stories in the Bible, these examples of, of people who have followed God, 
the purpose of their stories is not for them to be the hero. Yeah, we can often learn from their example, and there are many examples of humans in the Bible who we should emulate and do things like. But ultimately, the purpose of God's word in telling the stories of his people are not to make those human people the heroes, but the point of God's word is to make God the hero, God the ultimate hero. It's God's word that can be trusted, and God has the ultimate power to make the impossible possible. He can make a way where sinful you and I can be put back in relationship with a holy and perfect God because the gospel is the good news that God rescues sinners like you and I rebelling against God. He puts us back in relationship with God. We are forgiven and we are made right. We are adopted into his family. That's the gospel good news that Jesus through his life, death, and resurrection makes it possible for you and I to have life with God. Life now and life eternal. And so Would God help us this morning to know that God has worked his rescue plan, that he sent his son, that he sent his son to live and die so that we might live, that the cross is the turning point of history. So as we journey through Hebrews 11 and as we look to Abraham's example, God, would you build in us a growing faith, a faith that results in in, in such a confident trust that our lives are changed, that we can live for you in all we do and say. As we close, let me read just a bit to you from the Jesus Storybook Bible. Um, After after this uh, storybook um, version of the Bible for children, after it shares the story of Abraham taking Isaac up the mountain ready to sacrifice him, this is the few words after that story. Through this experience that God had led Abraham and Isaac through just now, God helped Abraham and Isaac understand something. God wanted his people to live, not die. God wanted to rescue his people, not punish them. But they must trust him. One day, God promised them, one day someone will be born into your family. And he will bring happiness to the whole world. See, the Bible and the Old Testament has these stories, and it helps us to look forward to that promised rescuer who came in God's son, Jesus. So, so God promised them one day, this, someone will be born into your family and bring happiness to the whole world. God, this says, God was getting ready to give the whole world a wonderful present It would be God's way of telling his people, I love you. So many years after after Abraham and Isaac, many years later, another son would climb another hill, carrying wood on his back. Like Isaac, that son would trust his father and do what his father asked. He wouldn't struggle or run away. Who was he? God's son, his only son, the son he loved, the lamb of God, God's provision for us, God's unfailing provision for us, even in our most desperate times. Father in heaven, we are so thankful for your great love for us. 
Father in heaven, we are so thankful for the example of Abraham who, who counted on your promise even in the face of difficulty. God, would you help us to live our lives even in the midst of hardship or suffering or things not going our way? God, would you help us as a church family and individually to live lives that trust in you no matter what, that cling to your promises even when we don't see the way through? And Father, would you develop in us a faith that is a confident trust because we know who you are and we know what you've done and we know you can be counted on. So God, give us that confident trust in you that allows us to live lives for your glory, for your purposes, obeying your commands, living for all for you and all we do and say. And Father, we thank you for sending your son. We thank you for the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus that makes it possible for us to have new life, life eternal with you. We love you. We need you. Help us to live by faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.